welcome to the Reawakened Mom podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Clampett. I am so grateful you're here. This show is for you if you find yourself always putting others' needs before yours. You naturally take care of others first. You find yourself in constant comparison with other moms. You put your dreams, goals, ambitions, and passions on hold. If you raised your hand and said, that's me, this show is for you. You are not alone. My goal with this podcast is to show you it doesn't have to be this way. I invite you to join the weekly conversations and learn mom hacks, proven strategies, techniques, and mindset tips to reawaken who you truly are. Some episodes, I'll be here riding solo and riffing on a specific topic. Other weeks, I'll invite moms and experts to share their stories and journeys on how they reawakened their life. We need your voice out in this world, so stop hiding, stop dimming, stop following, and start knowing, shining, and leading because you are not alone. Let's reawaken the passion living inside of you together. Hi, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Reawakened Mom Podcast. I'm so thankful that you are here. This episode today is a solo episode, so you will hear me talking a lot. And I dive into the world of travel sports, but how it really can lead into a ton of areas with your child and mental skills that they can use for school, sports, life, jobs as they get older, relationships. Um, We talk about different things with visualization, different books potentially that you could introduce to your kids, podcasts, talk about using um, affirmations and post-it notes on mirrors and, and a couple other things and how this can really help your child learn how to speak to themselves positively versus negatively because that is one of the big things in you know sports especially it is all about most of the time coaches are really talking about the skills you need so for baseball which is what I talk about a lot because that's the life that I live is travel baseball you know it's the pitching the catching the field the hitting. Those are the main things. It's footwork. You know, those are the main things that we work on, but really the mental game is really just as important in my opinion, if not even more important. So I dive into some of those things that I have used, um, to, with my, with my kids and some things that have worked for us that might work for you as well. So I wanted to share that um, today with you because we are diving big time into a lot of travel for my family the next couple months. So I hope this episode resonates with you. If you are a travel mom, if you are a mama and just looking for some strategies to use with your kids for, um, mental skills to help in everyday life. And also, um, I want to find out what you use, what you thought about this episode. So in the show notes, I will leave a link so that you can leave me a voice memo on your thoughts your reaction, if you have something that you use that I didn't mention, um, if you have a book, if you have a podcast, if you have something that has really worked for your child and you, I would love to hear that and have you share that with me. Hello, mamas. How are you doing? It is June 1st today. Can you believe it? I am really not sure where the first almost half of this year has gone, but 
we're into heavy travel ball season for my family right now. At this time, my youngest just turned 13 on Monday and my middle is 15. He'll be 16 uh, this summer actually as well. And then I also have a 29 year old stepson, but we have been deep in the travel baseball world for quite some time. And I wanted to come on and just share some insight that I have gained with travel baseball, the things that I've kind of seen as I was going to say growing up in travel baseball, but just living it and maybe some advice for other parents and your child doesn't have to do travel baseball. It can be travel, anything. It could be little league. It could be any kind of sport activity, extracurricular, anything, you know, life in general, just some tips that I've kind of gained over the last Jackson started travel ball in AU. Um, he's now 15, almost 16. So, you know, just about seven to eight years, we have been travel baseball. So if you don't know what that is, it's all year long. Um, they ha- might have a month or two where they take off. Then they work inside in the winter, maybe on pitching skills, Um, things like that. And then, you know, when they're younger, it's typically maybe the end of March where we start until June or July. Um, There were literally days in there where it was a little bit, you know, sketchy with tournaments and travel ball, Um, but you adjust and you work through it. And, you know, I always say what I have found just in life in general so many times and in all my work that I have done in studies and research and courses and classes, um, you know, and just on my own, I'm a lifelong learner is that there's so much push um, for the physical aspect, right? Like the skills that you can see it change in. So the hitting, the pitching, the fielding, the footwork, those kinds of things, but there's not as much with like that mindset piece And that is what I, you know, I always told my kids, like, I can't go teach you the skills for baseball or basketball. I mean, even though I played, I'm not really going to be able to go out and teach you the best skills and strategies, but I can really help with that mindset piece, which I feel like is where so many times, um, you know, that's where the kids struggle. And, you know, so many times coaches, parents, you know, will say, you know, the game is 80, 90% mental. The rest is, is the skill, but there's not any of that training necessarily on the mental aspect. Um, so I just was kind of doing a little bit of reflecting. We had a pretty big weekend in my household and it just brought back some really good memories and times of, baseball over the years and, you know, how I have shifted, you know, how your kids shift, you know, I have teenagers now. So there's a lot of different things going on in our household and personalities and listening and, you know, not listening in a negative way, but just, you know, they're spending a lot more time with friends um, or on their own, or if they are playing a sport doing that and not as much time, maybe with me you know, or their dad. And so I just was thinking back to, and so this weekend I have to share because my son 
he turned uh, 13 on Monday and it was just such an exciting game. You know, weekend, he did incredible. His team did incredible. Um, you know, they they stayed up when they were down. They never gave up. They persevered through. And in situations like that, you can really see the the body language you can see when students, when kids, students, there's my teacher, you can see the cracks when things start to happen and fall apart. And it can happen in the kids. It can happen in the coaches. It can happen in the parents. And it's really just kind of keeping yourself in check and in that this is travel ball and that they are 12 or they are 15. This is not the end of the world. They are not getting paid for this. Like this is really meant to be fun. Um, so some things that I have learned, okay, so backtrack, hold on. So after the weekend, yesterday, my oldest son had elbow surgery, um, back in October. And so yesterday was the first day that he, you know, was able to practice with his team and hit, he hasn't gotten back into pitching yet, but, um, he played in the outfield and we, my husband and I missed the practice. Usually we don't go watch a scrimmage because we, my youngest hat was um, inducted into the junior national honor society. So as soon as we got to the scrimmage, we finally got there when the um, program was over. And one of the coaches said to us, Oh my gosh, you know, Jackson had a great throw out to from the outfield to home plate to get somebody out. And it brought back this amazing memory of, and I went and found it actually from July 2nd, 2019 when Jackson was playing center field and it was this most epic championship game and the other team I mean honestly they were a bunch of douchebags the coach was horrible like the kids were like ridiculous and you know bad attitudes and if they were losing then they were like nasty and he was just making comments the whole time and so you know it's one of those teams that you really want to beat and so we were in the championship game down to the last out we're winning by one you know the winning the tying run is on second base this kid hits a whopper to center field jackson's in center field and he fumbles the ball a little bit so he gets the ball and he kind of bobbles it and it goes over to the other side and so you can see in the video all the kids reacting you know what's happening at the time you can see the kids starting to like round third base as jackson gets the ball picks it up throws it perfectly to home plate and the kid jumps over our catcher at the times glove. He misses the plate and then our catcher tags him as the kid's trying to go back and tag the plate and he's out. We win the game, pandemonium, yelling, screaming, jumping, chest bumping, all the things. And it just, you know, it brought me back when we were playing on that field again this past weekend. And I was like, that is my most precious memory of my 15 year old now back when I guess he was, I don't know, 12, you maybe at the time, 11, you, and uh, it was just such a great memory. And so, so many times when we are in those situations, you know, it's easy to kind of 
not be in those moments. And I think, you know, that would be my best advice. One of my things is as a travel parent is to really make sure that you are living in those moments and, and enjoying yourself and making sure your kids are enjoying themselves. And, you know, knowing that they're not always going to win, you know, there is wins and there are losses and teaching, you know, how to, how to deal with those losses. And that was one of my things too, is, you know, teams are great when they're winning, but what do you do when you're not winning? How do you pump yourself back up? How do you get back into the game and not think that you're done? It's over. Teams come back. I mean, it's a sport. So you, you know, you can come back one great hit, lots of errors, lots of walks in baseball. Um, You know, those kinds of things can happen. So, you know, I just, I wanted to come on and just, give some tips that I have done with my kids over the years, just that have worked. Um, And I think both of my kids are very similar in how they pitch, how they play, Um, totally different, yes, but at the same time, they are both calm and collected. Um, You know, when they pitch, they're very I would say like non-emotional almost. And it's very interesting because they're both like usually calm and collected on the mound, um, you know, when they're at the plate, same kind of situation. So some things that we have done over the years, and this is just, you know, tips that I have learned along the way that I have heard about, or I've kind of practiced for myself. And then I was like, oh, well, if I'm doing it, like my kids could be doing it as well. And I think those are things that you can train at a young age. Obviously, mindset, mindfulness, I believe, are so important for our kids' mental health. But these kinds of things can help in any situation, whether it is a sport in school. One of the things that I would do and I still do have are post-it notes. And on the post-it notes, I write some kind of affirmation or something I want to see happen. Um, You know, some people don't believe in this. That's totally fine. But I believe what we see, what we how we talk to ourselves is really important. And I wanted my kids to do or, you know, have that same kind of mentality. Obviously, you can't force anyone to do anything, but um, they would have post-it notes. So we would talk about, okay, what are some of your goals maybe this school year? What do you want to be doing in baseball? What's your goal for your travel team? What's your goal for your middle school team? What are some things that you want to see? So, you know, it could be like, I run really fast. I am fast. You know, I am the third baseman for middle school. I am the starting pitcher. I pitch 70 miles an hour, like whatever it is, I am funny. These kinds of things can really help kids, um, you know, when they see them. So they put them on their mirror and then they have them there for, you know, maybe when they're brushing their teeth, after they get out of the shower, when they're getting ready for bed at night. And then what we would do at night after a day of travel or school or whatever is just talk about, you know, what went well today, what could have been better. So reflecting back on your day and, you know, how was your day? Like, tell me something good about the day. What was something that could have been better? Because you also don't want your kids to think that there's something wrong with failure, with losing, with getting a bad grade, because there's always room for improvement. There's always room for feedback. So those are things that they can take 
you know, you're not so pissed off at them that they struck out because it's baseball. It's, you know, they missed the goal. It's, you still love them. You don't, your love isn't conditional on if they hit a home run. Your love isn't conditional on if they strike out everyone. You still love them no matter what. So they also need to know that my mom, my dad, whoever, my grandparents, whoever it is, my brother, it, it's not conditional on if I perform well or if I don't perform well. I still love you no matter what. Um, and that is really hard for all of us, right? It's really hard to, to not have a good day. And we can all have those and we all do have those. But we also want to learn that, okay, well, what could I learn from that? Okay, what could I do better? Okay, like I threw a lot of balls. Is there something I could have done differently? You know, was I thinking about something else? Was it you know, I was so overheated. So, okay, maybe that means I need to drink more water. I need to take a, take a neck thing with me. Um, you know, I need to make sure that I ate a better breakfast because I had no gas left in, you know, early in the morning at like 9.30. So there's room to always be thinking and learning from all of these games of life. And so that is, you know, as the kids are getting older, I could say we try and do those things, but I'm not going to lie. It's not always as easy, but we try, we try and do our best right as parents. And we're always learning. So that is one of the things like doing the post-it notes, love doing that at nighttime, talking about what went well today, what could have been better at nighttime. You could also do like when the kids were younger, we would do like a gratitude ping pong. So what are you grateful for? And just kind of go back and forth. Like I would say one, Nick would say one, I would say one, Nick would say, you know, just kind of go back and forth. And again, your kids are either going to play along or they're not going to play along, but it's just teaching them to also look for the good in a day because our mind automatically will go to the negative things and only think about the bad things that happened today, the bad grade I got, you know, somebody was mean to me, you know, I struck out every single time I got thrown out when I was trying to steal, I missed the winning goal. Like whatever that thing is, I got a bad grade, like whatever it is, our mind will automatically think about those things. You know, girl broke up with me, like whatever it is, um, so we need to retrain our brain to also look for the good things that are happening because there is good that is happening every single day, but we need to find it as adults. And that's something that you can teach your kids to do at a young age as well. So doing that kind of gratitude ping pong, they could even have a gratitude journal if they do like to write things down and, you know, just write a couple things every single day that they are grateful for. So that is another thing. Um, Another thing that we do before a game is talk about what are you going to do today? What are you going to do in the game today? To forecast them speaking what they want to happen and not, I don't want to strike out. We're not speaking in what you don't want to see happen, but what do I want to see happening? Because our mind, and you might believe in this, you might not, it might be new to you, it might not. Our mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. So we can tell ourselves something and it doesn't mean that it's going to come true right away. It doesn't mean that, but our mind is very powerful 
And the words that we say are very powerful and have an influence over our mind and our bodies. So saying, I don't want to hit a strike or I, I don't want to strike out. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I don't want to throw a ball. The last thing you hear is throw a ball. Sometimes then what's going to happen is you're going to throw a ball. I don't want to strike out. I don't want to strike out. Don't strike out. Don't strike out. Don't strike out. You might strike out because you just thought about it so much. You almost manifested it. So instead, you know, when the, the point of the question is, what are you going to do today in the game? You know, what do you want to do today in the game? You know, it's what kind of performance do you want to have? What kind of um, leadership role do you want to take on your team? What kind of attitude do you want to have? You know, what kind of sportsmanship are you going to be? You know, sure. What kind, you know, what are you going to do with the plate? You know, um, I want to hit three balls. Cool. Where do you want to hit those balls? Um, I want to hit a line drive to center field. I want to hit, you know, a home run. Okay, cool. No, and there is no judgment from you as a parent. You're just asking. Um, if my child says, I don't want to strike out, I say, okay, can we shift that to, um, I want to hit dingers or I want to, I'm going to hit, you know, three, uh, three out of four you know, I'm going to hit three ground balls. That way we're talking about positive versus the things I don't, the positive versus the negative. Um, you know, I always try and have some kind of like leadership thing in there. So how are you going to be as a teammate? What are you going to do if your team starts to get down? How are you going to step up as a leader on your team? So we always add those kinds of things into the conversation too, but just trying to positive forecast what they want to see happen in the day. What about your, what are you going to do in the outfield? What are you going to do in the field? How many people are you going to throw out at the plate? Like how many plays are you going to make? Okay. I don't want to drop the ball. Okay. Well, we aren't going to say that, but how can we change those words to what you want to see happen? I'm going to make great plays. I'm going to catch every ball, like trying to shift the way we're talking to ourselves and teaching our kids to do the same thing. So and I have to admit, like once sometimes, you know, as a parent, I'm not going to say this is like perfect. And my kids are like all about it and they don't huff and puff and are like, mom, seriously enough. But I don't, can't remember what year this was. Like we had been doing this for a while. And I remember I heard Jackson go into the bathroom. Nick was maybe getting a shower or whatever, getting his contacts in. And he went in and I could hear him ask Nick, Nick, what are you going to do today? And as a parent, as a mom, I was like, oh my gosh, they got it. They're listening because so many times you don't know if they have, you know, they're listening, they're paying attention. And so that felt so great. So just know as a parent, as a mom, your kids are listening. Your kids are watching, even if it doesn't seem like it, even if it seems like, oh my gosh, it's been six months and they're still doing the same thing. I know it can be hard. I know it can be rough. Like there's times that I'm like, yep, I'm done, you know, and I lose my shit and it is what it is, but you know, you keep going. Um, something else. I have this book. It's called the four agreements. It's by Don Miguel. Ruiz. I don't know if I said his name right, um, but I'll make sure I put a link in the in the um, show notes for it. But it's called The Four Agreements. It's a really good book. It's a practical guide to personal freedom. This is a super easy read, um, but I actually did have both my boys read this because 
I mean, I had already read it and so many people have read it. I love it for an adult perspective. And then, um, you know, I heard Tom Brady had read it and lives by this book. And I was like, you know what? I'm the kids are going to read this. I try to encourage them to read things that, you know, are good for them on the same time. But it talks about the four agreements and the agreements that you are going to make with yourself. So agreement one, be impeccable with yourself, with, be impeccable with your word. That is the first agreement. And then as you are going through it, then the second agreement is don't take anything personally. Then the next agreement is don't make assumptions. And then the final agreement is always do your best. So this is a great book that I highly recommend um, that you could have your kids read. You could read it with your kids. Maybe you read, you know, a couple pages every single night and talk about it. But um, I actually have the kids read it and then just write like we talked about what did you, what did each chapter mean to you? Like, what did you take away from each chapter? So that was a couple years ago. But I encourage you to find any kind of personal development books, like, or even autobiographies of like, you know, if they're into sports or if they're into dance or, you know, into technology, you know, into whatever they're into, like find autobiographies or biographies about, you know, people that have overcome. The other thing that, and I can't think of the book, but it's attitude and effort and the things that you can control. And there was these, um, Oh my gosh, I need to go find what that book is. I will link it in the show notes, but I talked about this for so long. I actually printed out the agreements with the boy with the boys. I printed it out. I stapled them together. I had it had it in their room and it was all about the things that you can control because there's so many variables in life, right? This is life, this is sports, everything, your job, um, school. There's so many things you can't control, but there are things you can control. You can control your attitude. You can control your effort. Those are a couple of things. I can't remember the other ones, but I used to say it all the time. I'm like attitude and effort are such big things. Um, focusing on the things that you can control, not the things that you can't control. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was so good. Oh my gosh. I have to, I'll figure it out and I will make sure you guys know what it is, but find books that are really inspirational. Okay. If your kids are not willing to read a book and they're like, you're crazy, I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm not going to say you couldn't pay them to read a book, but come on, let's be freaking real here. You could say, Hey, every one of these books, you get $10 or something like that. I don't know. I have no idea. You get half an hour on the, the PS 10,000, whatever to PS five, you know, or video game console that you play, you get extra time on your technology. Um, you know, sometimes you got to pull out all the strings as, as a mama. Um, okay. So books, podcast. So if you, your child isn't really into that, what you can do as a parent, I'm like a podcast junkie. Obviously I have a podcast. I love podcasts. I think they are so amazing. Um, the ones I listen to, I'm listening to for a purpose, but you know, I'm all about helping my kids in any way and, and how I talk to a kid, like I need to do a podcast episode on this, but even though I was a teacher, doesn't mean I know how to like teach my own children. It's a totally different scenario and situation. So just because I was a teacher and I'm educated as a teacher, master's degree in lead and leadership, like I could be a principal, like that doesn't mean I, I know 
all the ways to perfectly parent and educate my child. It's just the truth. But I'm always looking to gain knowledge and ways that I can be better. So one podcast that I found that I wrote down that you, if you're in baseball, this is a great podcast to listen to. Now, I am sure if your child is into dance, if your child is a scholar, if your child is, you know, into any kind of sport, soccer, any kind of, you know, athletic adventure, you can find, and another one that I actually found is Corporate Competitor Podcast by maybe Don Yeager. And actually he talks about how sports shaped today's business icons. So that's one that you could potentially listen to. But the one that I specifically listened to and I put it on and then the boys and I will listen to it every once in a while because again, they're teenagers. So they might listen for a little bit and then lose interest and want to put their AirPods in. But um, it's Elite Baseball Development Podcast, and it's actually by Eric Cressy. And there was a bunch. There's a bunch of baseball podcasts. I really like his because he's also got a website that you can go to. He's got so much information on there that is free. But there's also things that you could purchase from him. You know, workouts, nutrition stuff. He's written some books. But the podcast is great because he has. He has a so much knowledge and he has um, people that have been in the MLB, people that are coaches, people that are surgeons because there's so much surgery, you know, with shoulders, with elbows, um, injury related, you know, how to prep your child mentally, how to, you know, be a college athlete. I love listening to it because a lot of the time, and especially kids get older, like they don't want to listen to you. They're trying to find their own way. But if I can put somebody else into their mind, that isn't me. And is maybe saying the same things that I'm saying, or some of the same things in a different voice, then that is really powerful. And so I want to surround my kids, even in technology, you know, even when we're in the car with people that I think are going to make them a better person, um, not just a bit better baseball player, but a better person overall and amazing for the community, building character, leadership, all those kinds of things. So podcast, if you can find one for anything that you want to listen to, I mean, we will even listen to John Maxwell. So my kids know, like, that's just what we do. Like when I also sometimes would do like when we were home virtually and there were so many programs that I purchased and was doing online, like they listen to Tony Robbins with me and yeah, you know what? He cusses a ton. I can't remember if he cussed a lot then, but it is what it, it is what it is. And it is what it is. And I never thought like I would cuss in front of my kids. I thought I was horrible and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really not, it's not going to change their life. It's not going to alter them. Hopefully, you know, when I cuss it, when I do it, it doesn't scar them for life. It just is what it is. They don't go around cussing like sailors. They're amazing kids. It's just part of, of who we are. And I'm not going to apologize for that. But I highly suggest going and finding some podcasts that maybe, you know, when you're traveling somewhere for, for baseball or a sport or 
going on vacation or something, you can put those in and listen to the podcast in the car. So yeah, it's a little bit of this, it's a little bit of music, and then you put a podcast in and listen to it together. And um, you can always pre-listen to it to make sure there's nothing inappropriate or anything that you don't want them to hear. But I think podcasts can be really powerful for our kids, um, appropriate podcasts. So I really want to encourage you as a parent to, to find those podcasts, you know, find the books, find the things that you don't even know if it will work, but you never know what they hear. You never know what might stick. I put podcasts on when I'm cooking dinner. Um, you know, so if they're in the vicinity, then they can hear it sometimes while we're having, they're having breakfast in the morning um, and I'm getting things ready. I put one on podcasts are a big part of my life. I mean, I love podcasting. I love talking to people. And so that was one of the things that I wanted to share with you. And the last thing that you can do in a small way is visualization. Um, and this is literally just you know, what I say to my kids, like I would talk to them, like before they would hit a baseball, you know, just close your eyes for a second, right before you're going to the plate, or maybe when you're on deck, just close your eyes, visualize someone pitching you the ball and you hitting the ball. Just that's it. Visualize yourself walking up to the plate, how you stand, you know, your routine, whatever you do, just visualize that, visualize yourself in that moment. And then that's it. You know, a lot of professional athletes talk about visualization and how powerful it is. And there's actually research on people that actually worked out and did hitting, did swimming, did basketball shots, like whatever it was. And then a study of people who didn't, but they visualized it. They visualized and felt themselves shooting free throws. They visualize themselves over and over and over in that repetition. And then their numbers were very similar in the percentage of shots that they made, like when they would actually go do it. Um, and it was something also to do with maybe their brain patterns as well. So of like the ones that were doing it and then the ones that were actually just visualizing themselves doing it. Cause again, your brain is very powerful and what you put into your brain, what you are telling yourself, what are you saying to yourself, what you are seeing, even if it doesn't happen right away, that's what you are. I believe that's what you're forecasting for at some point in your life. And if not, then maybe something better. That's how I always look at it. If not this, then maybe something better. So that would be my final thing. Um, if you have enjoyed this, if you got something from this, if you're curious about more strategies, you know, how to, you know, how to talk to your kids, how to encourage your kids, how to teach your kids, how to simple things that they can say to themselves, you know, how to self-regulate, how to, you know, take a breath, you know, if they're pitching, if they're hitting, whatever it may be for a travel sport, you know, if they're nervous, like whatever it is, it's, it's getting back into their bodies. It's really self-regulating themselves, not thinking about every single time they struck out, but okay, well, what about that time that you, you hit a dinger? What about that time? Bringing back those things that they've done to prove to themselves that they can do it. You can catch the ball. You can pitch the ball. You can kick a soccer goal. You can land a 
cartwheel backflip superfly thing in the jig. I don't know. I don't have I don't have anyone that does gymnastics or dance. So I don't making things up. I'm just imagining myself if I was a girl, I could do a cartwheel, but no backflip thingies. It's amazing. But you know, how you talk to yourself is important. And I truly believe in that. And I think it is really powerful. And all of those kinds of things with the mind and can lead into every area of their life. So those same tips can lead into school. It can lead into when they get older and get a job. It can lead into relationships. Um, It can lead into, you know, dealing with different adults and different kids and different situations and nothing is ever perfect, but really it's just giving the kids a toolbox for things that maybe they aren't getting on the field, or they don't know because maybe they aren't learning it, um, you know, from their coaches, because their coaches are teaching them so many things that maybe that isn't something that is a priority teaching those things on that mental game and, um, you know, how to be, how to be a strong player and how to be strong in life and a strong leader and a strong teammate, no matter where you are. And that's the other thing. You know, I said to my son this past weekend, it doesn't matter where you play in the field, whether you are first base, second base, third base, shortstop, outfield, right, left, center, catcher, what pitcher. If you're sitting in the dugout, every player is important. So when you're on the team, wherever you are, be the best wherever you are. Be the best pitcher if you're pitching and you're in that moment. If you're in the dugout, be the best cheerleader in that dugout. If you were playing second base, like be the best at that moment, because that's all you have is that moment to show yourself that you can do it. But if you're down on yourself, like, why am I playing here? Why is so-and-so playing there? Like it can take you out of the game. It can take you out of the game of life, right? It can take you out of what you wanted to accomplish just for something that you don't even know why, what the reasoning is. And it doesn't matter. You can always ask later, Hey coach, can you, you know, just tell me why was I playing? I don't know. Second base. Why was I playing left field versus center? I remember that situation when Jackson was younger. So maybe it was nine U, and he had played third base. Like he was playing third base. He was great. And, um, So he was playing third base and they moved him to the outfield and he was crushed because he thought in his mind, I've done something wrong and I'm being punished from moving from third base to the outfield. And I brought it up to the coach and I was like, listen, I don't know, you know, Jackson's, he's feeling a little bit down. He's not sure why he got moved to the outfield. You know, he loved third base, like you know, I don't know if he said anything to you. And he, the coach was literally like, oh my God, really? He's like, I moved him to the outfield because we were at practice and he was like robbing home runs. Like he could track the ball like crazy. Like he's amazing in the outfield where Jackson thought, oh my gosh, this is a punishment. I've done something wrong because that communication wasn't there because it's like, oh, it's no big deal. Like you're just, you're moving around. But instead, it was showing a strength of, oh my gosh, you have this gift. Not everybody can track a baseball. Not everybody can run it down. You can do that. You have an arm where you can throw it back in. Not everybody can do that either. So 
That's also part of it is just having that open communication with your child, with coaches and, and, and having fun with it. Because really, again, no matter what your child is doing, it is meant to be fun. So I always have said to my kids, listen, if you're not having fun, we are done. Like we don't need to be traveling. We don't need to be gone every weekend. We don't need to be doing this. Yes, you want to play in college. Yes, of course, you want to play in the MLB. But like, if you aren't having fun and every weekend is a struggle, we're done. Let's tap out. Let's take a break and see if you really want to be doing this. So I hope those tips and strategies and just some things that we have done, you know, successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully in our household can help you and your child at home, on the field. And I would love any feedback. I'm going to put a link for um, a memo where you can leave me a message and ask me a question if you want. Um, Ask me a question about any of the strategies I've talked about. Ask me a question about travel sports and what we've gone through. If I have any recommendations, like what we've done. I don't, I mean, I'm not an expert, but I've lived in it for the last seven to eight years. Um, you know, switching teams, like what that looks like, tryouts, different things like that. But that mentality piece is something that I've really worked hard on for myself and I'm always working on, but then my kids as well. And I think as a parent, um, we can really do a good job um, at trying to do better. I'm always trying to do better. Um, There's times when I fail probably every single day. And just like I tell my kids, okay, well, what did I do good today? What could I have done better? And if there's times when I need to go apologize, I do apologize. Um, But I also, as a mom of of travel kids, you also need to make sure that you are finding time for yourself somewhere in that travel ball schedule, somewhere in that travel gymnastics schedule, you're also finding time for yourself while maybe you're away. So, you know, maybe you get up and go to the gym. Maybe you get up and go down and just have coffee for like 15 minutes before the kids, you know, wake up. Maybe you schedule a massage if there's like a nice place to go. I don't know. You know, maybe there's a yoga class, but making sure that you are also like doing something for yourself because it is a lot. It is a lot. And we put a lot of that pressure on ourselves as moms to make sure it all goes well. So make sure the kids have everything, make sure they have all the food, make sure we know where we're going. We have the suntan lotion, they've got their water bottle, like contacts, whatever it is. Like we are always making sure and checking to make sure they have it all, we're good. So we need to make sure we're checking in on ourselves too because our kids wouldn't be able to do travel ball without us, right? That our kids wouldn't be able to go and do these things if we aren't setting all those things up and booking the hotels and making sure we have the accommodations and getting to where they need to go, maybe getting them transportation, seeing if they can catch a ride with somebody else. You know, that's what really happens with a travel ball team is you hopefully you're on a great one where you have that community and family where it's like, Hey, I can help you out. Can you help me out? Yeah. I, my kid needs a ride. Can you take him here? Hey, I'm not going to be able to be at this game. Can you? And so it's really knowing that, you know, having, maybe it's just one or two of those parents that you can really rely on that you can have each other's back if you need to, Hey, I'm not going to be at the game. Can you get a picture if whatever. Um, so anyway, I would love to hear from you though. So leave me a message at that little link. 
Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you have something that has really worked for you um, and your child over the years, even if your child has grown up, like what's something that's worked for you for that mental piece with travel, with booking things, with, you know, any helpful tips for those kinds of things would be absolutely great. If you have a podcast that you listen to that is fantastic, that your, your kids love, if there is a book that you're like, oh my gosh, this was the book, please send it to me. I would love to know. I would love to shout you out. I would love to share that on social media and, and spread the word because I think we need to make sure that we are just doing the best that we can every single day and, you know, helping our kids as much as we can, um, you know, with that mental peace and, and just helping themselves be the best that they can be. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you felt like you were hanging out with your bestie because now more than ever, we need community and connection. If you loved this conversation and have a friend who you believe needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. It could transform their day. Follow this podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. Your support means the world to me. If you found inspiration today, take a second and leave a five-star rating and a review so more moms can find this podcast. If you want to continue this conversation and take action on something we talked about today, join me and other mamas in our Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes because who has time to write all that down? Remember, we are stronger together. We are stronger supporting each other. We're stronger lifting each other up. We are stronger sharing our journeys and stories because you are not alone like ever, mama. I believe in you, mama. I see you. I hear you. I am Melissa Clampett, and this is the Reawakened Mom Podcast.